This is Mike. And this is Drew. Welcome to the Mike and Drew at Mountain View podcast. It is May 10th, and for episode 18, we want to know, how do teenagers prepare for adulthood? Yes, I think we're going to tackle this from two different um, perspectives, because I am 23 years old, uh, so I just recently became an adult a couple of years ago, and I think even like... The American college experience kind of prolongs that transition. Right. Because I was still kind of a kid at like 20. See, I'm already know? mad. Everything you just said, <laughs> I'm already mad. Is it the the American college experience? I, I think if you've ever watched the sitcom Parks and Rec, there's a character named Ron Swanson, if you're listening to this podcast, and basically uh, played by Nick Offerman, and he's this guy who supposedly, you know, worked uh, 80 hours a week when he was 13 years old, you know, and worked in a factory when he was a kid, <laughs> you know. I identify with his character, not because that's true of me, but... I could never, I couldn't wait to be an adult and I was brought up to be an adult. So when you hear, you know, I've been an adult for X amount of years, I'm thinking, you know, man, that should start at like 13 years old and, you know, 18 years old to have that grit and that, all all that work stuff. But that's not really what you're saying. What you're saying is adult expectations where people expected you to be an adult. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And like, I think about like my personal finances, like my parents kind of helped me out in college. I got like 40 bucks a month or something, which is not a lot of money, but it's, it's enough as to get me through as someone who like saved money over the summer. Right. And so I didn't have a job the first couple of years of college just because like I didn't need it. Okay. Well, maybe here's a good question. And I I know we we don't have uh, a woman's perspective here in the studio, but uh, so this, this might not be fair to the listeners, but I'm just curious what would you say was a key mile mile marker for you in becoming an adult? And I'll, and I'll share That's one. That's a good well. question. I, I mean, like getting married is an obvious one, um, right? It's like okay, like I've got someone I have to take care of all the time now. Not that my, my wife is very independent; she doesn't need me to take care. No, of but her, I know but what you're saying, right? But you, you're you're committing you're committing to a relationship. Yeah, and like you know, moving into our first place together after that, and okay, having to take care of those bills now and stuff like that. Yeah, so so for me it was uh, car ownership, mm-hmm. shaving. Yeah, that's a good one. And, and for me, um, having my own place. Yeah, and so those were three markers for me. Like, I can take care of myself. You know, I, I pay all my own bills and all this. But uh, one of the questions we were asked basically was preparing. How do you prepare to enter adulthood well? And like you just mentioned at the beginning. We're coming from different perspectives. I was I was homeschooled and I was raised in a household where we were miniature adults. We were raised, you know, we were part of a pastor's family. So we were raised to be mature and to anticipate the needs of others, to think about other people and not to think about our own little childhood world and yeah. uh, re- really weren't brought up with say like a youth group mentality. It was, "Hey, um you you're you're going to grow up quicker than you know it, and you need to be prepared and start thinking about these things and how you drive and, you know, how, how does paperwork work and, you know, all these <laughs> How to do thi- your taxes. Yeah, you know, well, really. I mean, that yeah. was—so for me, I am raising—Olivia and I, we're, we're raising all five of our children to be as ready for adulthood as we can make them now, and I know that's controversial. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a strong case for letting children be children, and I would say I would agree with that if I if I could see good fruit. I don't see good fruit from that mindset. I see that we've raised children to be children, and they're remaining children into their 30s and 40s, refusing to accept responsibility, and they're entitled. But 
I know that's not entirely true. I know that I can't stereotype. And so that's why we're having this conversation, because I think there are guidelines for many sides of the spectrum of discussion about how children should be raised to be children in the stage and age they're at versus Mm -hmm. looking forward five years, 10 years to their adulthood and preparing them for that. Well, and I think, you know, um, the the word responsibility keeps coming up. And I think it's really good to give kids responsibilities. Um, You know, I think about when I was in middle school, I mowed the grass every week. That was my thing. And I kind of got into that like dad mentality where I was like, this is my lawn. Right. But um, at the same time, allowing spaces and times for kids to be kids. I know um, I did Young Life for a while when I was in college, and one of their big things was we're going to create a space where kids can just be kids. There's a lot of pressure coming from a lot of different places for teenagers, and this is going to be a space that is safe for kids to just be kids. We're going to play. We're going to sing songs. And there's not going to be any pressure. And I'm so I think throw up. I'm going to throw up in my mouth right <laughs> now. Okay, that is not that should not be the case 100 percent of the time. But for that two hours, right, once a week, this was a good space to be, and it was fun. I had fun as a as a volunteer doing that stuff. And that's one of the things I listed was some pros and cons for me. I'm not sharing them all, but just uh, of the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. And one of the cons was. There are times I listen to my friends or peers mention childhood memories of just fun, just crazy Mm -hmm. fun or whatever. And I go, I don't really have that. But you had a good childhood. Oh, no, I I definitely had a good childhood. But there is that side of me that says the con of a part of how I was raised and how how I am raising the kids is there's not as high of a priority put on just crazy childhood fun. But, right. we, you know, we still have childlike moments, if mm-hmm. you will. I do with my kids, and I grew up having fun moments with my parents. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think a part of this key, you said the word responsibility. To me, that's definitely where this, yeah. this can work. Um, if you say, hey, let kids be kids, and I would counter with, yeah, but can we at least implement some responsibilities? Absolutely. And if you have that, I think you've, you've set yourself up in a good way. Yeah. Um, but I, I like, uh, one, one of the things I was I had not heard about really until I was in college uh, was in 2013, the Library of Medicine published some extensive research uh, entitled The maturation of the adolescent brain. And I'd heard this stat just kind of rambled off and I checked into it. I was like, I've never heard of this. The development and maturation of the prefrontal cortex occurs primarily during adolescence and is fully accomplished at the age of... What was it, 25? That's right, 25 years. The uh, Are you reading my script? You're no, right? I'm not, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, the, but, but in other words, you know that. Mm-hmm. In your generation, I did not really hear this in my generation. The development of the prefrontal cortex is very important for complex behavioral performance. I'd say like relationships, major life decisions, things like that. Mm-hmm. As this region of the brain helps accomplish executive brain functions. In other words, summary that I was hearing, uh, kind of an anecdote I was hearing thrown out for the first time was, you're not even really a full-grown adult till you're 25. And a teenager loves to hear that, don't they? Well, see, again, I'm, I'm like a robot. <laughs> I can't relate to that at all. I'm like, what? I know where I grew. Okay, so I was married at the age of 21. Yeah. Okay, Olivia and I, she was, uh, you know, she, she, we're married, and she's 19, I'm 21, 
And of course, that just we got made fun of by people from any church circle we were in, and and some like giving us advice. They're concerned. They think it's irresponsible. Uh, and then we yeah. had kids. And okay, I can tell you this: I can see where I have grown dramatically from the ages of say twenty-one to say twenty-six. Yeah. Okay, but I can also tell you that core a sense of responsibility, providing for other human beings like my spouse and children, um, work ethic that I'm going to do what it takes to provide for my family, mm-hmm. responsibility, I'm going to own the mistakes and the accomplishments I made in life. None of those core things really changed. Right. But my emotional intelligence, to me, that is the key conversation about this fully mature at 25 a 100%. lot of emotion, you know, <laughs> yeah. what, o- overreaction or not getting as serious as I should have about certain things. To me, that's where I saw that that I, c- I can tell you some of that did take place, uh, mm-hmm. really not until I was, uh, you know, 24, 25, 26. But uh, where, where, how do you, do you think that impacts this discussion of teenagers being ready for college and adulthood? Um, there's a lot there. Um, I think, ooh, sorry. Um, I think... Um, Goodness. Maybe that's too much. Maybe we're taking a drink out of a fire hose there. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a fire hose right Okay, now. okay. Well, let, okay, let, let's do this. Um, well, let's circle back to that, because that is a lot. And I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we're being asked by an 18-year-old young man, hey, how do I prepare for college? And I think based on that um, anecdotal evidence and that scientific research, I would say, uh, don't push yourself to be an adult by the time you go to college. Yeah, that's huge. Like, own where you're at. But like, be ready for more when the time is right. When the time, there you go. I think that's it. So like ripening, like a fruit, you know, when the time is right. So and for some people like you, the time was right at you know three three years old. I don't know. (laughs) Well, no, there's truth there. You know, I was the oldest in my family. I always felt a sense of responsibility that uh, you know not every human being has, and so that could be some of it. But one of the things that, as I've heard this. Like back in 2017, 2018, this became popular. Hashtag adulting. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, and I'm like, why is this a thing? And I wanted to, you know, make fun of it. I still want to make fun of it, but I love churches like Life Church online. They offer a resource. And if, if you go to Life Church, um, uh, you go to, you know, lifechurch.com and they have a tab called Find Life. And under that tab is a, a page entitled Adulting is Hard. Here's a guide to help. So instead of making fun of it, they have this list, and it gives it gives a, about a dozen guidelines. Stop procrastinating. Make like Nike and just do it. Eat real food sometimes. Your body will thank you. Prioritize your priorities. There's no better time than now to make a collective difference. Instagram highlights don't live up to the hype. What's digital can often be deceitful. Make a budget. Stick to said budget. Repeat. Find the right friends and love them well. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Get yourself to church. There is power in collective worship. And finally, invest time in learning, not complaining. I'm taking notes here. My goodness. I mean, you know, in other <laughs> words, they they jumped into this and they're yeah. like, okay, it's an issue. So let's offer some biblical guidelines. And Drew, you said we both pulled up a similar article that had uh, more of a uh, Bible verse, you know, four things in Bible verses about adulting. And I think as a church, as a ministry, as adults, we can respond to this well, because there is a difference between the adults of 40 years ago and what they were expected to know versus what the adults of today are expected to know. Yeah, and I think about culturally, like, um, 
we see a lot of like um, superhero movies that are geared towards people of my age. Whereas like comic books back in the day were like, you know, a 12 a, a year old pick up a comic book. Yeah. But it's so I think a lot of these like play things like toys and, and video games and things, they're aging with um, its users, you know, and so we see I hate to use the word like infantilization. Wow, that was so big. How come? Wait, you have a bachelor's degree. I have a master's degree, and you're using bigger <laughs> words than I am. I'm not. I'm not cool with this. <laughs> I listen to more podcasts than you do. <laughs> but but you know, you're absolutely right. And there is a market for it. Yeah. And now I've got to confess to you, Drew. Uh, my favorite graduation present. Yes, it was the presence of my family who came out this last weekend. You know what my favorite present was? What? A Lego set of the office a replica <laughs> of the show the office and you know it's up there on my bookcase and uh i i enjoy playing i've almost had a revival in the last three years of purchasing toys i grew up playing with i haven't for 20 years haven't worried about that yeah. well now maybe because it's a part of the culture maybe because my kids are growing up i don't know but there's kind of this renewed interest in some of these more infant more childish kind of mm-hmm. things that i'm trying to tap into but it doesn't come at the loss of right, at the expense adulthood. of responsibility. That's it. Yeah. We keep coming back to that word, responsibility. But, I mean, you see even, like, so you have, you know, a couple hours, maybe a day or a week, where you are able to just play, you know? What? You, a couple you, hours to play? Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know, a couple minutes. I don't no, know you're you right. Do. You're right. I can make time. I'm... It just, just feels like it's busy right now. Yeah, but you're no, no, you're right. And and they're just to play and play with kids and mm-hmm. make that investment of time and kind of bring out that childhood again. Yeah, yeah. But kind of bringing it back to okay, I'm 18. What do I need to know about about moving into college? Yeah. Um, get Legos. <laughs> don't get Legos. I'm not allowed to get Legos because Why? I know. I will spend $3,000 on Legos. <laughs> and so I'm just not going to get one. <laughs> yeah, I'd have that problem too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so I, I like, um, why don't you read that? Did you get that other list um, from adulting is God's will for you? And Oh, yeah. So there's four things. Uh, let me see here. We both pulled up the same article and didn't realize it. And I, I like it's only four things. And they all have biblical references for them about why adulting is God's will. Yeah, so the first one is pursue self-control. So the idea of if you have a responsibility a responsibility that you could put off, go ahead and do it right now. Like, yeah. make it happen. Um, and there's some Bible verses there that we can go through after I'm yeah, done with this. Yeah. Um, pursue hard work. Uh, again, this idea of responsibility. Uh, at the very beginning, Adam in the garden was put to work, even before you know the first sin— Adam was put to work. And I, you know, I think in heaven, work is going to be a big part of, of life. You know, it's very important. Um, Pursue discipleship. You know, the idea of uh, community around you, people who are um, smarter than you speaking into your life, people who are not dumber than you, but have less experience than you (laughs) that you can speak into their life. Well, they're more immature. Right. And you can offer them the next stage of maturity, and you're also with somebody who is more mature than you. Right. And you're... you're, you're Both of those types of relationships are important as the mentor and the mentee. Absolutely. And then finally, pursue wisdom, which, you know, Mm. ties right in the rest of it. You know, talk to people 
who are different than you. Talk to people who are smarter than you, more wise than you, and and learn what you can from them. Yeah. And for me, you know, I talk to people who are world travelers and I want to hear about their adventures. And I talk to people who have barely been outside their county because they they both have something to offer the travelers about branching out and the the settlers have uh, about digging roots and faithfulness yeah. and hard times. And I mean, you you expand, like you say, your your circles and that'll help you grow up. That'll help you make more adult decisions because you've been in the mind of other adults who are mature, even in more ways than your parents or aunts or uncles or grandparents. You're expanding that circle, and it's a wonderful, beautiful thing, especially when it all comes back to um, what God's designed us to do, and that is to grow up. Mm -hmm. And yet, Jesus would temper this whole discussion with, hey, um, if you don't have faith, like one of these little children, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Now, you know, he he is going to, Paul, the <laughs> Apostle Paul's also going to say, hey, I would love to give you meat, but you're so immature, you're still on milk, so you got to grow up. You know, yeah. there, there there's a balance in the discussion. So uh, in some sense, we're maintaining a childlike joy and faith. In the other sense, uh, a very mature sense of boldness and obedience and discipline. And Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he'll not depart from it. And First uh, Corinthians thirteen eleven says, "When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away the thing. I put the ways of childhood behind me." And we can run down that list, but I think the general idea is the Bible does see a difference between being a child, being a grown up, mm -hmm. and yet in our core there is to be both a, a childlike faith that's fully trusting of God, mm -hmm. and yet a mature. Uh, hardened, grizzled, grizzled veteran-type endurance that can take us through hard times. Yeah, I think that's a great place to end it. How much time we got? Oh, we got a few more minutes. I thought we were closer to time. I don't know what else you want to talk about. Well, uh, you know, the the purpose of the podcast is, in, is to offer uncommon sense for common questions concerning the Bible and small church ministry for the benefit of those leading, attending, or entering small church ministry. And, uh, you know, that, that was the initial purpose of this, but these mm -hmm. questions have kind of expanded. Uh, I could share the New York Times bestseller, uh, Adulting, How to Become Grown Up in 468 Easy-ish Steps. I'm actually so curious about like, I what all those things are. I want to know. I may go buy that book this week. But but you know we can we're doing our best to simplify this topic. But you and I both know we're going to leave this studio. We'll finish this recording, and we'll be talking to each other Sunday about some random adulting adventure that threw us off a little bit. <laughs> you know, and I like to think I'm prepared for adulthood, but in the amount of change we've seen in the world over the last five years, yeah, not just three. I mean, go back four or five and and what we're allowed to say and not say and what kinds of sins have been exposed, what we got to be aware of, terminology, what we're expected to do as adults, and things that we should not do that was acceptable for even our parents yeah. that's become a little less acceptable for us. We are still learning almost on a daily basis what we are expected to be as adults. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking about this. I wrote down two pieces of advice for this teenager that asked us this question um, about college, going into college. So I said, try new things, but don't be dumb. And then I said, um, engage with people who disagree with you. Yes. If for no other reason than to learn where they're coming from. But maybe you'll learn something. 
Absolutely. So. Yeah. And that I can tell you, that's where I've had the greatest leaps of maturity is when I have been willing to, like you just said, engage in that conversation and listen mm-hmm. and go, oh, there are there are other options that are still honoring to Christ, mm-hmm. still in submission to the Word of God, and I don't have to get it all just perfectly right. And I, I'd have one more passage here, uh, because if you're listening and you're thinking, boy, that's, hey, this this either helped or, man, you just made it way more confusing, just just know this, to be an adult is to be doing the work of God and what He's equipped you to do as an adult. And Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So trust God to mold you. As you grow close to Him and seek Him when you have questions, He will prepare you to be the adult you need to be, not the one you thought you should be, not the one even some of your uh, authority figures say you should be, but the one God has called you to be. That's right. Keep keep the priorities straight, you know? <laughs> well, this has been Mike. And this has been Drew. Thanks for listening to the Mike and Drew at Mountain View podcast. Uh, you can email us at podcast at mvcc, the number six mile dot org. Um, share this podcast with your friends and family. Um, and we'd love to hear your feedback. And, uh, and eat your quesadillas. <laughs>